Hey there, it's Michael Martin with the National Wood Flooring Association, and you're listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Today, as usual, my partner in crime, Chris Zizza. Chris, how are you doing today? Game on. I'm doing real well today. Thank you very much. Where are you today? Today, I'm local Boston. I am I am very much in where I'm supposed to be, getting shit done. I just, just left my office on my way to, I got a meeting with, an end of the day meeting with a client, and then I've got to meet up with uh, believe it or not, uh, the topic today is a little bit about contacts, and I got to meet up with one of my contacts. Well, I'm glad you're in Boston, so we can talk about local business contacts and the value that 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 they, that they bring, and really what you need as a contractor to run your own business, the support system that you you have to have in order to be successful. So that's really kind of what we're talking about today, right? Well, yeah, no. Um, let, so let's talk about all kinds of contacts. Um, the the first and foremost the easiest one to identify, but yet still seems to, um, you know, many, many of the people I talk to in the industry don't seem to get it. And that is the industry contacts that you make while you're participating with the NWFA. And, and thank you for the commercial for NWFA. And I, I happen to agree that expo and the trainings create lifetime friendships and people you can call on that are non-competitors from around the country. But, um, well, yeah, it, it, that's the funny thing is, you know, everyone always asks me, who's my competitor? And, and I always say, I don't have competitors. I have peers in the industry that sometimes I may quote against, but I, I, I by no means, like I'll throw a shout out to, you know, Jay Bourgeois of JJ Hardwood Floors. You know, he's definitely in my market and I don't think we compete, but I do think we quote on some of the same projects and some of them I get, some of them he gets, but funny thing to say about contacts in the industry he's got contacts uh, across the board that he's used in in running his company uh one of his industry contacts is sprig lynn now we all know how much we we love and respect sprig lynn am i right that's right yeah so now jay knows sprig a hell of a lot better than i do and, and i think i know sprig pretty well um it's just interesting to watch everybody's company grow as they grow with the NWFA. And when you go to Expo and who you meet and, and how that helps you develop your business. So uh, I think that part of contacts in your life professionally is kind of already understood. If you're listening to this podcast, I bet you're already using your NWFA contacts. And, and, and if you're not, then you need to start using them. Pay attention. Um, but I want to talk for a second, Mike, unless you have something else to add on NWFA side here. Um, I want to jump, jump into business contacts outside of our industry. Absolutely. I think those partnerships are key to how you maintain stability in your business and how you grow it. Exactly. So I'm going to tell you guys that are listening right now that I, I took the time to make uh, a very short list of the kind of contacts that I think you need in your life. And, uh, and, uh, and right now I'm talking about your business, your professional life. So f- for starters, you know, we had that gentleman, Jonathan Benner, uh, the financial advisor on. And what was the name of his firm, Michael? LPL Financial. LPL Financial. Thank you. So there's an example of having a financial advisor in your life. He'd be a great example of that. 
and I have a financial advisor in my life that I that I well I've had many over the years. One I've spoken about on past podcasts, a gentleman by the name of Ray Maloof, but he's since passed away, and that tends to happen. Another uh, stepping past the financial advisor, I think you need a realtor. I think you need to know one, if not two, realtors, because when that time in your life comes that either A, you might be buying your first house, or it might be time to buy a building for your business, whatever that's going to be, you want to have somebody in your life that you know and trust, not just somebody that's making a commission who's got a listing. I think you need a relationship with a realtor. You with me on this? I am. I was just thinking whether you need a relationship with a with two, one for your home and one for your business. Perfect example. And and you might be right on that one because a lot of residential realtors don't know how to cross over onto the commercial side. So you could be considering there's actually three facets of this now that we're talking about real estate. You could have your residential realtor that might help you find a home. You could have your lease realtor that's, you know, that specializes in leases and they might help you rent a building or buy a building on, on the commercial side. Cause most commercial realtors will do sales and leasing. So, you know, not to sound like I'm speeding along here, but there's a list and that's my segment on realtor. Do you have something you want to talk about from the realtor side? Yeah. The only thing I would say is, you know, that as long as you have one of those, you have access to the rest of them. Cause usually realtors always kind of know who to refer, whether it's within their own firm or within the specialty that you're looking for. Yep. And by the way, on, on another note like that, cause my wife happens to be a realtor. If you're going to be doing something in another area, you can use, if you have someone who's a close realtor or your, or your spouse or your significant other is a realtor, you can use them as a referral and then, you know, that commission can sometimes go into your deal or you can make some money for your spouse. So remember that about referrals in real estate. Another contact. Are you asking think, me to make Heidi money? <laughs> she's got my business or business card, you know, in my truck at all times. My wife will sell a deal on the back of a cocktail napkin. I guarantee it. Well, she actually um, is the Ziz I trust most. <laughs> Shut up, you asshat. <laughs> no. Um, here's another thing. Lawyers. I'm not going to say we don't like them because I actually have some great lawyers in my life that I love and work real well with. Um, I And construction lawyers, then you've got your real estate law. You know, unfortunately, everybody probably aware my mom passed away. And so we have to settle her estate. Well, I don't have a probate lawyer, but I did have a real estate lawyer that Heidi works with and he referred us to a probate lawyer. So having a lawyer in my life made it easier for me and my brother and sister to settle out my mom's estate. And this is an example for you younger guys. These are the things that are going to happen in life and why I want you to be on the lookout for who are your contacts that you're going to need in life? A realtor, a lawyer, an accountant. Oh my God, do you need an accountant? And he's got to be good or she, they. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be doing a segment um, 
with Dana coming up where we're going to cover a lot of accounting stuff and business plans. Am I right, Michael? That's correct. We'll talk about business plans. We'll talk about audits. We'll talk about running your day-to-day finances. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so grooving on what we're going to be doing this year with the show. Um, but again, I stress an accountant who understands what's going on out there. The tax laws are changing every year sometimes every quarter. I mean, these things just, it's, it's a moving puzzle. And if your accountant is up, isn't up to speed, you're the one that's going to pay the piper on that one. So accountant, how am I doing so far, Mike? Am I putting together a good list? Yeah. I'm just waiting for your barber and your masseuse. (laughs) Well, it all depends on where you are. My wife always thinks I need to get a professional haircut, but you know what guys, the, as fast as our business days go, supercuts. I just walk in, supercuts, great cuts, any cut. I don't really give a shit. Cut my hair, it'll grow back. Now, those of you out there that might have wives that are, have salons, you're absolutely right. Go to a salon. So I don't have a hair cutter um, contact. So we're going to skip hmm. right over that one. I, I suggest I, maybe you get one. It might explain the inconsistency that I've seen with your head. It does happen, but that's okay. You know what? There are certain, you know, there's a give and get out there in life. And if a bad haircut is one of mine, I'm okay with it. All um, right. But here's, here's what I'm not okay with, Michael. I'm not okay with paying too much for my trucks Yeah. or my car. Nope. And, and I'm telling you right now, you need a, an automobile contact. You need a contact. Don't kid yourself. Going in and negotiating and hammering anybody for the best possible deal, I'm not sure that's that's in your best interest for the long term. Because if we're talking about our trucks, I mean, I don't know how many trucks I've bought. I mean, I got, I got 16 of them right now. And uh, over the years, back in, in the early 90s, I had 23 trucks. I've bought a lot of vehicles. And I've always had a car guy. Now, over the years, they've changed. You know, at one point, my friend Johnny Fashion owned um, a Dodge dealership, and we were buying Dodges. Then I cut a deal uh, with a with a Ford guy that I was on his board of directors for some philanthropy, and we were buying Fords. Right now, we're buying my my contact is um, a reseller called Automax, and you know we buy off lease cars with you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand miles. Because, you know, you're paying less for that and some of them and they still have warranties. But again, he's my car guy and I know he looks out for me and I'm always comfortable with the deals I cut. Any comment? Makes sense. I'm telling you, I mean, guys, I could go on and on on the car contact because I've had so many great ones over the years that have when your truck breaks down. Are they giving you another one to take with you for the day? Are they giving you a loaner or are they moving you to the front of the line at service? So you get back on the road. All of these things matter. And then on another side of it, you know, we've got our Dustless fleet. Um, I know Steve from SVB has a Dustless fleet, same as me. I think he's got maybe one or two trucks more than I do. And I'm not sure. I'd have to ask him next time I see him at Expo if he has an in-house mechanic or not. We don't have an in-house mechanic at CNR, but we have a go-to mechanic that he moves us to the line. No matter what he's working on, when one of our trucks go in, he takes care of it. 
a car guy for me is, a, you know, usually a dealership. If he's going to be a truck dealer, I'll rattle off a few names in, in my region. For instance, if you're buying box trucks, Chuck's Trucks over in Hudson sells box trucks. And when I got my first dustless truck, it was a, it was a, uh, a 12 foot box truck where we put the bonus stuff inside and we developed that truck. Um, and then hey, I just mentioned JJ earlier, JJ Hardwood, he wanted to get one. So I hooked him up and, you know, Tux trucks was where we were getting those trucks for a while. Now Bona has since put them on, uh, with a leasing company and you can buy the whole outfit ready to rock and roll. And those are just coming from a Dodge dealership, but it, it's, it is a dealership that we're talking about. So one that deals in, you know, if they, are they selling cargo vans, uh, you know, what are you buying? And then you can develop your relationship. Mine have usually come from, it, it's no coincidence that car guys are usually pretty wealthy. So I've done their floors and if I've liked them, we develop a relationship together and that that's how I found my current car guy, Howard Wilner from Automax. I did his house. He did a, uh, aniline dye with a dark stain, five inch rift and quarter son, big house. And here I am. And we just bought two trucks from him last week. And, uh, his general sales manager, he goes, I don't know anybody who buys as many vehicles as you. And I'm sure there are plenty of people buying more vehicles than me, but are they buying them all in the same place? And that's my point. I have a car guy. Makes sense. Yeah. I just left it out there for you to take it, throw a dart at me if you felt like it there. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little slow today. Yeah. It's okay. If you were up late, I understand. <laughs> um, so, you know, after, after we're with all our contacts, I think now you start to get into those are important contacts right there. Realtor, lawyer, accountant, car guy. Um, now, now you, we've talked about them before. I don't know that it'd put them in as a contact as much as I'd put this person in as a necessary thing in your life. And that's a mentor, you know? So do you have a professional mentor? Do you have a personal mentor? I think those are important because the mentor is the one who's going to help you find your way. Um, I had a mentor one time that, that he, he had a, a way of saying things. And then one of his pieces of advice, I kind of cultivated into a statement of my own. And it, and it pretty much was this. And that is that we're all victims of our own environment. So if you don't like where you are, in your personal life or in your professional life and you want a new or a different outcome, then you need to change your own climate and you need to change the environment for the better. But you're your own victim of your own environment and it's only going to change if you change it. And you, I'm not telling people to change out there. I'm just saying, recognize the things that aren't right in your personal or your business life and then make the changes necessary Small changes will enable big changes over time. Big changes immediately can be quite frightening and shake you up and you lose focus. So that's just a little commercial on guidance right there. Um, one of my favorite movie quotes out there uh, was from The Patriot. Aim small, miss small. 
And um, it's true, you know, with your goal, with your goals, you know, aim small, miss small, a bunch of little goals equals one big change. I, I hate going off on a, on a soapbox rant, but there is one other thing I wanted to mention today. And then, um, you know, maybe we'll mention what's going to be happening right around the corner, which is expo. But I'd like to tell you guys that Saturday night, I went out to dinner with my wife. We went to Smith and Walensky's nice steakhouse. Uh, we're going to have a glass of wine and, you know, we like to sit at the bar and they have a really large bar at this particular one in Wellesley, Mass. And, the bartender knows us well, so saw us coming and immediately made us each our drink, And but there were no seats. So because they do know us, we were able to go over where they you know, serve the, the, the waiters and waitresses, get their drinks. And of course, as always, my wife hates it, but I love it. I'm always logoed up. So I got my CNR quarter zip with my logo and my flag on the sleeve and... There's a gentleman in front of me, and he has such a plate of steak on. And I said, well, it looks like somebody ordered a really nice steak there. That's a good-looking dinner there. Do you mind if I ask which one you got? And he turns to me, and he goes, oh, no, these are just the leftovers from myself. And, you know, the two people sitting next to me were all together. We're bringing these home to my Rottweiler. So we got into a two-minute talk about his dog, who's now going to be eating filet mignon when he gets home. So that's kind of cool. And... He took one look at my shirt, and do you know within five minutes later, I've got an appointment with that guy to see him next week and take a look at his hardwood floors, and that just snowballed into the person three seats down who said, wait a minute, I have hardwood floors I need too. So in that one evening of sitting at the bar, I landed two estimates in the town of Wellesley, a very affluent town. So when you're going out, don't be afraid to be logoed up. It works. That's great advice. I love it. I mean, and it, it gives you a reason runs. to pick a nice restaurant, right? Because you're not going to find that at McDonald's or Jimmy John's. I guarantee you, I am not getting leads at you, exactly. You know, if I'm going to Mike Subs, you took me saying, there. Hey, who's your hardwood guy? You, you, <laughs> you know, took I, me there. I know. I that took place. you. To, I took you to Mighty Sub. And oh, yeah, Mighty that Sub. That place is the bomb. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Absolutely. So just just a word of advice. If you go into those affluent towns with high end restaurants and you sit at the bar, you're going to strike up a conversation with somebody that's going to need a hardwood floor. Excellent advice. You know, and it's, it's no different with with us, with the trade association. I mean, for example, if we take Expo, which we're going to talk about uh, in a moment, we have partners that have been with us for years. You know, I've been here now 12 years and we brought in a team. Uh, some of them were already existing and some of them we, we've added over the years. But, you know, our team's the same. It's it's GES who does our booths on the show floor. Um, they are partner with our members, our exhibitors. We've had the same team for 13 years. They they know our exhibitors. Our exhibitors know them. They're an extension of our of our team. I don't know that our members see them as anybody but NWFA to be honest, cause they're just, they're that good at extending themselves in the service level. Um, and we couldn't, you know, obviously do the show without them. Absolutely. So those keep, those partnerships are key and they'll, they will bend over backwards to try to accommodate anything we need because of that longevity. We also have that relationship with merits who does our registration and our housing. They take care of our hotel needs. They book our contracts. They are on site with us, uh, handling registration. Um, we've been using them for almost 20 years 
And, you know, the thing when you, when you have relationships that last that long, all of a sudden you end up on advisory boards and getting invited to meetings that you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have access to otherwise. And you always learn something in those environments. So those partnerships really are key. I couldn't agree more. And that, and this will be my last thing. Um, cause I don't want it to be too long winded on today's show, but by the way, you mentioned it. You end up on advisory boards. You end up on charity boards. And all of those contacts through life are what build your customer base. So I couldn't agree more. Those longevity relationships, you do end up sitting on different boards. And, and I have had so much success sitting on various uh, charity boards uh, that have helped my business. Plus, so, it's just uh, more rewarding to do business with people you like and you know that you're helping them make some money and they're helping you make some money and that, you know, that's the way, that's the way partnerships work. All day long, my brother. I love that. That's awesome. So what's up for Expo? And then let's let these guys get back to work. Expo. Well, we're finally having a meeting in Milwaukee. Uh, it feels uh-huh. to me like we've been trying to have a meeting in Milwaukee for a decade, but really it's just been since COVID. So we were supposed to be there in 19. We're going to be there this year. We've talked about this a little bit before, how Milwaukee really just fits us to a T. It's beer and brats and and all kinds of B words all over Harley the place. Harley Davidson is yeah, not a B word. Bike. Well, you can't <laughs> say bikes. That's that's not right. You can't call a Harley a bike. You can call Fair a, enough. You can call a Honda a bike, but you can't call yeah. it. I learned this the hard way. Harley Davidson is a piece of art. Yes, it's a, it is. A, it's a Harley Davidson. I guess you can call it a Harley, but that's hey, about it. You can't call it a bike. It's absolutely a brand. Yeah. So, so cool. we're going to have our opening, uh, opening reception at the Harley Davidson Museum. It'll be a lot of fun. It's kind of a once in a lifetime place to get to go to as a private party. We'll have the place all to ourselves and be able to look at all the motorcycles that are on display there. It's really just a ton of history within the company and one of the oldest brands, you know, in, in America. So really, that'll be a great time. And then, of course, we have Expo coming up. Our numbers look pretty good. I think we'll be back to 2019 numbers in attendance, maybe not booth-wise, maybe about 10% down. But that's great because 2019 was our largest show ever in Tampa. So we're going to be doing really well, and it's going to be a great time. We've got a lot of people coming, drive-in traffic from Chicago, Detroit, Minneapolis. Uh, It's a very central, Wisconsin, very central location for the Midwest. Game on. I love it. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. All right. Well, you got anything else to add? Because I have an appointment with one of my contacts. Oh, well, or you've got to go eat a steak somewhere and find a new customer. That'll be after I meet with my contact. I got to go finalize uh, the contracts on the new truck we just bought. And then I'm going to go out to dinner and ask the person next to me, hey, what's your industry? And then that enables me to tell them what my industry is. By all means, logo up. You better logo up. I'm always logoed up, man. All right, CNR. on out there. Everybody keep it real. Have a great day. I'm loving the weather here in the Northeast this week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Have a great week.